Hello, everybody, and welcome to Water Wine Time with Megan Weaver. Love, life, and entertainment. Here we have today, we have Hottie Williams, and he's do, uh, been working on a sketch channel, Thought Collective with Thought Collective Productions. My Crazy Roommate show, it's on Bounce TV. Almost 30, it's a web series. You guys can check that out on YouTube and various sites online and hopefully on TV for all these shows that are all web series. Ideally, that's what everybody wants. All the web series are potential TV sh you know, show series or networks or mm -hmm. Netflix. Or, mm -hmm. You know what I mean. And Excess Baggage, uh, How Ten You. And, oh, wait, look. See, that's another rule I forgot to mention to him. Oh, it's on vibrate. I approve. But the phone was ringing <laughs> or vibrating. Just so you listeners know, it's on um, vibrate. Uh, yeah, so that's hopefully answers some of your question for the person I was asking what he's been working on. But we're going to talk about that. Uh, a lot of web series, a lot of comedy things, a lot of staying busy, pretty much. And that's stuff that he's working on now and stuff that he's working or worked on mm -hmm. last year. And yeah. Past couple years. Because yeah. how can you? That's like... It's been, uh, we've been doing that for a little while now. I mean, it began initially several years ago. Um, Ashford Thomas, we both went to Howard University together. HU. HU, HU. That's right. I'm with the HU. He created the series and we started producing it together several years ago. And it's an idea that um, had got a lot of really, really strong uh, feedback from people. And that kind of moved us to, to continue and to keep it going. And recently, he actually did a college tour. Uh, we went to several campuses, including Howard, and did screenings of the episodes, and students loved it. Students embraced mm -hmm. it. And so that only inspired him to um, take it further. And so now uh, we're planning to shoot uh, some more episodes this summer, actually in, uh, in North Carolina at the campus of Shaw University. So we're looking forward to oh. putting that together and also uh, partnering and actually creating an, what we've come to call an HBCU collective, which mm -hmm. basically is... Um, not collective, I'm sorry, um, HBCU, um, um, you forgot. I just totally did. Um, but actually you told me collective. No, I, uh, okay, maybe I didn't mean collective. Well, what I, the point of what well, I'm yeah, saying is, what it is. Just explain the concept of what it is. What yeah. it is. You know, fellowship. What it that's is. It's fellowship. That's fellowship. Why yeah, HBCU okay. fellowship. That, the word escaped me for the moment. But what it is, is the opportunity for college students who are interested in filmmaking and writing and, and working in production uh, to have real life experience on an actual set. And I know for me, coming out of uh, undergrad, it took a while for that uh, real life experience to, to kind of come into play. And I know that a lot of times students learn a lot in the classroom and go out and try things on their own, but you don't necessarily get schooled by people who are in the business, who have been doing it for years, who can help you uh, be better prepared uh, for an opportunity to you know, put those skills that you've learned in the classroom to work. Mm -hmm. So it's all about bridging the gap and uh, and helping students uh, to to take their, their game to the next level. You know. And who are you working with on this concept? Well, like on this uh, Ashford, like Ashford Thomas. You can follow him at Ashford JT. Uh, he conceived it and has been pushing it forward, and um, so he's really the the man behind it. And he's reached out and, and created partnerships with uh, universities to help us get this going. But we also need the help of everyone out there. So actually, um, if you listen to what I'm saying and you think it's a good idea, you think that there need to be more opportunities for students to uh, really get that hands-on experience, you can go to howtonu.com. It's H-O-W-T-O-N-U, as in university, dot com. 
And you can support us. You can help us out. You can donate today, right now, as we speak. Before I even finish this sentence, you could be there making a donation. You could be doing this right now. Like, while you're Man. watching it mm -hmm. on Periscope or listening on podcast. Yes. Like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and donate and do right that. now. Exactly. And if you want it to be your HBCU involved. Hey, look, that's, what, that's the kind of thing we're, we're trying to create is that people see it and identify it and want to be a part of it. Because it's fun. It's made, it's, it's about our college experience. Um, and it's something that I think any student who's either been to an HBCU, or heard of an HBCU, even wants to go to an HBCU, uh, can relate to and enjoy. So if you see it and you want to uh, get us out to where you are, hit us up. We're very available. We're very responsive. So we'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and drop it again. Just How in case if they're like, we can't you, rewind. H-O-W-T-O-N. You like university. So it's Houghton University is the name of the school where the uh, series takes place. And that's the name of the site where you can get everything you need to know. HoughtonU.com. Got it. Well, before we continue, mm -hmm. I just realized we have a little... Because you guys know, if you guys have been watching or listening to my podcast, mm. it's called Water or Wine Time. <laughs> so I do provide <laughs> beverages for my guests because I think it's just true. appropriate. And I have this lovely <laughs> Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey sitting there with, next to a cup of ice. Feel yeah. free. I, I, I guess I will partake when you ask, when you asked me about this. Uh, I was genuinely um, one at first confused and then taken aback and then appreciative. I said, "Well, damn!" Exactly. That's 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 thoughtful. Because um, I just feel like you know, well, I put water because everybody in LA is very healthy. True. true and true. sometimes you know, I have guests in the show and they're like, they have auditions and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't want to be too drunk before I go in for my audition. Fair enough. But. You gotta wind down. You gotta have like you know. You gotta have your fun time. So I would, I would agree. Turn up. You know. I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I have to work a little later. Yeah. So I'm in well, cheers. Yeah. And fun. sometimes I think it's funny when people are drinking like drinks and I have water. I'm like, it's like I'm trying to take advantage. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm getting everybody wasted. Let me just get everybody drunk on my podcast. And I feel like that is part of your motivation. And I'm glad that you were so open with sharing that so yeah. that everyone else understands what you're really about. Everyone knows, though. Mm -hmm. I keep it, you know, I keep it 100. Keep it 100. Okay. I do. I keep it 100. Right. Yeah. Cool. But tell me a little bit about your sketch channel. Is that mm. something that you've created? It is something that I've mm -hmm. created. So um, that's your baby. How to use Ashton's is. baby. But you're like... That, yeah, how to use Ashford's... You like the stepdad, uh, kind of. That's a now way you to know, think about it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to think about it. And yeah, but Thought Collective Productions um, is a production company that I started several years ago. And the Sketch Channel is something that I launched just uh, what, a little over a month and a half, almost two months ago. So it's very new, um, and I'm really enjoying it. And I launched it because not only to be creating work uh, while I'm you know, uh, working on other opportunities, but because I found that you know I love to write, and so I had a point of view and... Uh, I wanted to speak on a lot of uh, topics that I see day to day. So it's really an outlet um, for a lot of what I feel about. For example, we did a sketch about police uh, brutality and, and, and racial profiling. Mm -hmm. uh, we did a sketch uh, called Jesus Saves the Slaves. That is a take on um, the introduction of Christianity and how that impacted uh, slaves and also the idea of... Um, what uh, the idea of what uh, how religion plays into um, colonialism in a sense, mm. um, and so we have fun with a lot of what we do. It's funny, but it's also very relevant in a way that I think is important um, because it's it's more than just something to laugh at. It's something that you can um, I think uh, have a little takeaway, perhaps perhaps have some some thoughts about afterwards. Mm -hmm. uh, and I found that in 
some of the responses that I've gotten so far, that's that's begun to happen. So I'm thrilled about that. You know, people some people love it, some people hate it, some people um you know, are kind of offended by it. And I think that all of those are worthy reactions and only lead to, you know, talking about why and well, what does this mean and how do you feel about that? And you know, that's kind of the idea behind it is to kind of inspire folks to either challenge something that you may have thought or think about something a little differently or, you know, and then to laugh at it too because I think that's essential um, in this day and age. you got to be able to, 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 with everything going on, you got to be able to laugh. you got to find so. the, yeah, the silver lining and just like, oh, mm-hmm. that shit is actually fun. There's still some humor in that situation. And mm-hmm. so I think, would you say that's like your style of comedy or? Yes, okay. I absolutely would. I mean, I think it's important, you know, when you're writing um, okay, to find, yeah. Find that. Boom. Check Boom. it out. It's a close up. Yeah. Um, I think I'm, I'm like, is have your person, is your number in here? Because I just realized I'm just putting Hilarious. it out there for the world. Mm-hmm. Your phone gonna be blowing up. That's fine with me. I'm friendly. I talk to people. Um, it is definitely my style of comedy. I find that, especially when writing, it's important to figure out what it is that you like. Uh, that's different than different and or the same as what you see out in the world already. Um, so for me. You know, I realize what inspires me most or what I feel um, more strongly about is satirical comedy that is has something to say about either the type of society that we live in or the way that, um, you know, we view things or, you know, why we feel a certain way about, you know, a certain group of people or something like that. And so folks like um, comedians like George Carlin and Chris Rock, who are very funny, but also have a lot to say about the, the world that we live in. Uh, really inspire me a lot, and so that's kind of what what informs a lot of uh, of what I write about. So you know, it, it's again a lot of it will be like funny. Like we did another sketch called "That Ain't Gay," mm-hmm. and so, but it's really uh, gay. <laughs> Whatever you got well, titled, so "That Ain't that Gay," ain't gay. or but like "That Ain't This," it's, it's, you know, it's really that. It's, <laughs> a, it's very much it's a ridiculous sketch, but it was inspired by a real conversation. But you know, it's about a, a guy who comes, he bursts in the door into his apartment and he's talking to his friend. He's like, man, I just got into his fight um, with James. We're like, James, why'd you get into a fight with James? James is cool. Like, nah, he just kept calling me gay, man. He kept calling me gay. I'm like, well, why did he call you gay? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I like to bake blueberry scones. Like, oh, that ain't gay. Oh, you know, and, uh... you know, I like scented candles. Like, oh, that ain't gay. Oh, yeah, and, you know, I fucked Terry the other day. And like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, Terry what? the dude? Yeah, Terry, Terry? Like, yeah, what? I, you know, whatever. What's the big deal? And so it only continues from there and gets more... Just uh, get more get, extreme. It, just, it only gets more ridiculous from there. Gets more gay, but... <laughs> Like, you're trying to say it gets gay. <laughs> but the idea that I was playing with with the sketch is that there's a double standard that exists between, um, you know, men and women and how we view... Like, if, you know, the, in pop culture, it's very common for women to openly express... Uh, sexual feelings or sexual actions towards other women. It's just one of those things. Like, I love it. Who doesn't love it? Who doesn't love it? you know, in the same sense, in in flipping that from the other perspective, there's a very different perception of a guy doing that. And so I thought it was was something that was worthwhile exploring and and funny to to kind of twist and adjust. So, you know, it's that kind of stuff. That's what we do. Just a twist for that? I don't Mm -hmm. even know if you had the the girl version, but you could have had, you know, if a girl said she slept with another girl, like, oh, but that's all right. Oh yeah, no, oh, we throw that. Yeah, we okay. throw that in there. Okay. I mean, yeah. we, we we hit on it, but it's just guys in the sketch. But yeah, yeah, we hit on that idea that wait, hold on, that is kind of gay though. 
You're like, but that's gay. kind of good. Like the blueberry No, there's anything wrong with that. Yes. It is. Yeah, just Uh, accept who you are. You know. But that's actually my podcast from last week. Oh, really? Well, we talked about, uh, it was a gay man, Mm -hmm. and we talked about, you know, his lifestyle and his one-man show that he has about gay men and being homosexual. Mm. Yeah. So if you want to know a little bit about that, tune in to the previous one after you finish listening to this one. Word. So just a little plug, you know, plug for that one. But yeah, uh, what was, oh, because I know you said you teamed up, you have, you're working with um, Ashford and you mm-hmm. have a group. How important do you feel like it is to have a core group that you work with uh, in this business? Or are you like, you know what, for people out there, like, I can just do this by myself. Hmm. That's, um. And do you feel like you're, you know, having that group is relevant and who's a part of your team? That's a very worthwhile question. And I think that anyone who's been doing this for a while for any length of time, we'll quickly realize that to create something, I think, worthwhile, it's impossible to do it entirely by yourself. Um, even if, you know, you're a person who writes, acts, produces, directs, and then ultimately edits the project that you do, like me and other people that I know, you still need people to help make that vision happen. You still need people who are going to be able to buy into the idea that you want to create to manifest it in real life. Um, and I think finding those people can be challenging sometimes because the key is to find people who you connect with creatively and who see things in a similar sense. So if I tell a joke or if we see a joke, it's like we're laughing at the same parts. It's like Mm -hmm. we have a a similar sensibility. And not only that, what we we're trying to create ideas that um, are kind of, you know, in sync with one another, Mm -hmm. if if that makes sense. Um, But that's absolutely crucial. So like on my sketch channel, um, uh, there are several folks that I collaborate with. Uh, there's Lou Lewis, who's he's got uh, his own YouTube channel that's got over fifty thousand um, subscribers, mm-hmm. uh, called My Roommate The. Um, you can follow him at, at Lou on the Lou. Uh, it's L U on the L O O. But he's another writer, actor, director, editor, very talented cat, and we work together on almost everything that we've done on mm-hmm. my channel. Like Greg Wayans, he was on. Um, my crazy roommate with me, mm-hmm. um, and he's another person I collaborate with a lot. Um, and it's crucial to have people who, like I said, who who, can, who you guys have a similar sense of uh, of taste, um, because you can't do everything. You can't be in the sketch and hold the camera and hold the boom on yourself yeah. while you know you're looking at the monitor to make the shot, make sure the shot looks right. So you got to have people that you can trust. Because something's kind of, gonna lose. Yeah, something's gonna lose. Something's something, gonna end up being bad. That's you're like, man, you look really good, right. but, but I couldn't hear. I couldn't anything. hear nothing that you nothing was doing. You said. I couldn't hear shit. Um, or vice versa, like, oh, that audio was good, but were you in there? But yeah, it was like you, you was half. It, it was, was like it was two faced. It was like half of you was cut off of the frame. So yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's essential um, to move forward in this business, to have allies. Uh, and I think that a lot of times people get very caught up in a singular mindset as far as, all right, I got to get this popping. I got to get that popping. I got to do this. And I think that in doing that and, and overly focusing on that, you miss out on the opportunities to really create real connections with folks who can be your allies and not only help you in, let's say, a specific project, but just be your champion in general and support what it is that, that you create. Um, having a you know like a like a for like a tribe for like of a better word is is mm-hmm. essential. I would have to say, um, not a cult, not a gang. <laughs> I'm like, well, you want to call it? That. I mean, call it what you want. Call it what to. you I want, mean, but you still get it done at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, as long as you're still getting something done professionally, you know, you can have an entertainment gang. 
You know, I don't True, know what the whole definition of gang is. You can have, well, yeah, I'll be careful about that. I don't know if, yeah, we don't have to come up with a sign. <laughs> Maybe do the signs in like the comfort of your own house if this, you want. My, this W is, is for Warner Brothers. That's okay, Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, my Warner W Brothers. is Warner Brothers, not West Side. But I'm just making sure if you do that sign, I don't want to be standing near anybody right, that's throwing right, up signs right, right. or back making inappropriate like mm-hmm. calls. I'm like, ooh, I don't know that. That yeah. doesn't sound like a <laughs> sorority or fraternity call. So I'm going to step mm, back. Not a part of that situation. Yeah, no. That's probably wise. Yeah, probably wise. So yeah, just create your tribe. Your group, your cult, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you collaborate and get your group? Because sometimes I feel like it just happens. Mm-hmm. But how did your group, how your did tribe, my group, how did my people come together? Yeah, I mean it's it's funny because I've gone to countless numbers of networking events and mm-hmm. um, things of that nature and met people and, and, and communicated with people and you know ultimately you know, we didn't end up working together. Mm-hmm. So I can understand how it's, it's very challenging sometimes to, to, to find people who have your back like that. And for me, it happened rather organically, I guess. A combination of luck and, and just an organic connection. I mean, because with Lou, he happens to be my neighbor. Uh-huh. Um, we live across the street from each other and had been living across the street from each other for years. And it wasn't until he knew my roommate and I met him through him and we started talking and I shared some of the stuff that I'd written he was like, "Oh shit, I like this. I like this is it. good, man. We should let's let's make some of this happen." And so, the more time we spend together, we realized how a lot of the things that we want to do are are similar. Mm. Um, and so, it just kind of grew over a relatively short amount of time, but it grew out of that. And with Greg, um, you know, we were on the show together, and we realized that you know very quickly we we kind of developed a certain competition of like who can make who break character uh-huh. in a take. That's so funny. I've done that before. Oh yeah, it That's was funny. it was like who can throw out the mm-hmm. the, the next best improv line, mm-hmm. um, and so we had that going, and so you know we realized that we would collaborate afterwards, and um, with Ashford, I mean we've been tight since shoot fresh, he was one of the first people I met mm-hmm. at Howard's campus in two thousand and two. Um, so that's you know just cultivated over years, and even other people have appeared in several of the sketches, like Andrew Ditz. Was another actor who was on my crazy roommate who you know we just had a, a genuine connection and mm-hmm. so i understand how you know when people when you see people in the same stuff with the same people like on a large scale i mean with like major films you're like damn why are they always using the same people it's because you get a, a certain comfort comfort level with people that you work with and you're like nah i trust that i know that he's got it he mm-hmm. can handle it He's he's gonna come in and deliver it the way that I want to see it delivered. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's a creative shorthand that you can develop. Whereas having someone new come in can just you you don't quite know. It can be you know a hit and miss. Sometimes mm-hmm. people will handle it. Sometimes people can't. And so um, you know it's 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 a gamble that you take sometimes. And so you know you want to have folks that you know can come in and do what you need to get done. And you know, the deliver, way you yeah, need to, yeah, you need, exactly. Deliver yeah, on the deliver on the vision that you have. I was about yeah. to say the vision, mm-hmm. create the vision that you want to see come to life for your project. And it's funny you were talking about networking, how you network a lot, and I've actually mm. noticed that too. Mm. You know, I feel like almost at every networking event that I go to, I used to go a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago, but even now, even when I 
every time I see you, you're there. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I swear, it's like at any network, it could be like for women. Mm. And I'm like, what Hey, you? I will definitely be there for Yeah, you be there for I women. I will be there front and center. I'm like, wait I'm sorry, a the women's benefit? Give me two tickets. You said two mm. tickets for the women's benefit? <laughs> Sign me up. Yes, indeed. They do need the support. He said, yes, and I'm um, here to support. I am here for you all. Embrace yes. me. You said, embrace um, me. <laughs> Why did it look like, it looked like, you know, you actually did a, the cupping. Was, I did. It was a cupping. Did, it was the, definitely a cupping. Yeah, I was like, Absolutely. is this like a backwards hug and you cupping the breast? Okay. Embrace. You could do front ones or backwards. Okay. Depends on what you're into. Oh. Oh, I mean, is it back titties? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you want to have the back titties. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, back just. Titties. Yeah. Not at all. Okay. Uh, no, but I mean, there was a time when I definitely, and I guess I still do to a lesser extent, there was a time where I, I made a point to uh, be out. Um, and I think that there is a purpose to that um, in this business that is it's, it's funny. I mean, because you, you can, as an artist, you cultivate uh, your, your craft and you spend time training and getting better and improving your skills and a lot of that may get done alone in you know on your own time or with a small group or if you're writing it's in a dark room somewhere mm-hmm. um I mean, you, wait you're talking about like writing in prison <laughs> i mean i was like i, I was mean, that. I mean figuratively I, speaking i mean you know you're you're you may sit you know and just be off by yourself you know churning out ideas trying to yeah because i know when i yeah. write i'm like mm-hmm. i write yeah, you know, in a coffee shop, maybe. Okay, that's cool. In that's my cool room, too. you know, maybe out here in this living room area. But you're that like, you know, up. you might write in a dark space, right. nine by six cell. You might, like, you might close all the blinds, <laughs> and I'm like, what type of room? Then just sit and stare into the wall. No, I mean, I'm like, I'm wondering <laughs> where. Like, maybe I should do a background hilarious. check on people before just I get them on my podcast. I know where you're at now. I know. Where yeah, you're at. I need mm. to get like security from my gate now because mm. I mean, I think I got a criminal in my house. Yeah, never know. And I got my fake guard dogs because they don't really guard. I know shit. they love me already. I want them over. I'm yeah, sorry. See. They ain't gonna help you if accidents yeah. occur. He's already sleeping but, next um, to you. <laughs> with uh, yeah, no, really. With, with what I was saying was. That the other part of that is having people that only that that know, that you know people mm-hmm. that you know and who know you. So there's a value to someone saying, "Oh, if you know two people, I forget who said this, but I remember um, hearing about it. If two people discuss you when you're not there, that's the true kind of value of your reputation. Um, and if both if, if folks are able to say, "Oh yeah, I know him from this thing. Or, I know him from that thing." And you are able to have a, a positive, um, uh, call it a report for lack of a better word, but, um, you know, if they're able to speak positively of you, it means a lot as far as your, what, honestly, what opportunities may arise for you. Because, one, you know, people always say this business isn't big. And I didn't believe that um, when I first got into it, but I know that it's it's totally the truth. And especially if you're... Um, a person of color, if you're black, especially this, this town isn't that big at all. There's one, maybe two degrees of, of separation that exists. Um, and so if there's, you know, if someone doesn't know you, they're going to know somebody who knows you, mm-hmm. um, or who has worked with you. And so being, you know, having people know who you are has, has a certain value to it as, as I don't want to say as silly as that can sound, but as like, I don't know, high schoolish as that may seem, um, it's the reality. Of the it's the reality of it. It's, it, real. It, it, it's, it's real. It's real. There's a value to that, um, and it, it can mean the difference between someone 
you know, feeling positively about you, wanting to work with you or not. And so, yeah, I, there was a point definitely where, I, where I'm like, no, nah, I'm trying to be out where people are at and not necessarily mm-hmm. out like, yo, I'm at the club, nigga, get it in. Yeah. It's like, no, people are congregating in this one place. People who are of a like mind, who are creative, who are trying to do things are congregating. I'm trying to be there. Um, and that's actually real what you were saying, too. Like, do you believe mm-hmm. you can network at the club? I mean, really. I mean, come on now. Like, because like, really? some people tell me that. Like, I remember, really? like, not really? recently, because now uh, I'm grown. Mm-hmm. But I remember in the past, it was, you know, Snoop was at huh. the club. I'm going to go holler at Yeah, it was a girl in D.C., a friend of mine. She was like, you know what? She was like, let's dress up cute. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we can mm-hmm. network with Snoop. And I was like, mm. And this was like 21, 22-year-old okay. Megan. And yeah, right, right, But right. even that, even that age, I was like, I don't mm-hmm. think that Snoop wants to network and put me in anything. I mean, and while I'm dressed in this little skimpy dress. You don't want to put you in anything. You might want to put something in you. He, um, exactly. Let's be real. Just, let's be real. Mm, just, and I was yeah. like, uh, mm. let's just go and party. Yeah. Let's just go to that environment to party. If that's what it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. So for people listening, if you want to go to the club, go to the club. Sure. By all means. But if you think that you're going to see anybody in particular that's going to handle your career and think mm. you can do anything, mm. you might want to scale that yeah. back home. Now, and, and yeah, it's, it's the thing of... The club is never the place to, even 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 a party sometimes isn't always the place to begin a connection or have a real conversation. Mm-hmm. What I've come to learn is that if, especially if it's someone who has is a little bit more successful than you in the business already, that first time that you interact with them, that first time that you meet them, y'all aren't gonna have some kind of in depth conversation more times than not. You may be able to say introduce yourself, say hey, this is what I do. I enjoy your work, boom, keep it pushing. If you have a card or have something that's going on that you want to share with them, do that and kind of keep it pushing. And all you're doing is planting a seed for the next opportunity and the next time when you're going to have an interaction because in this town, again, it's not that big. People only go to so many different places. And once you see whoever said person is another time, you're like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, remember I, we, I, introduced, you at, I introduced myself at this thing and we spoke. Good to see you again, da 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 and then, before, uh, before too long, it's another opportunity that comes around where you run into this person again. So it's never necessarily about that first interaction. It's about the second and the third and the fourth. And by the fourth time, they're coming up to you like, hey, good to see you again, man. You here? Good to see you. Doing all right? How's this thing going? And that's how it works, honestly. I mean, there are people that I, am, you know, uh, that I know now that have been solely based on us continuing to run into each other and feeling mm. like, well, damn, all right, we keep running into each other. I got we it. Get, we got to know each other. What's yeah. going on? What's, I keep seeing you. What's up with you, man? What's up, what are you up to, lady? Mm-hmm. What's happening? And so it's one of those things where there's, I guess there's a value sometimes in not just being out, but being in the right places out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, I know I'm we talked nice. a lot about, well, your comedy thing. Mm-hmm. And do you have a niche? Like, do you have an even, like, doing one-up for the other guy? Like, who can make, who break? Nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it seems like you do a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference or comedy over drama? Or are you just like, well, I open up for whatever? That's a great question. I mean, as an, as an actor, I, I'm open for whatever because I'm, I'm trained in both and I feel very confident in both. Um, I think that I've had more success lately in comedy, mm-hmm. like with the sitcom, for example, but, you know, I just did um, a play at the Santa Monica Playhouse. I did a soldier's That's play. That's right, soldier's um, play. And that was, uh, what, February, March, um, mm-hmm. that we did that. And, you know, I felt great doing that. Um, 
<clears throat> I think me. that's that Jack. That was like from the diaphragm. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard Indeed. that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I think but, I'm a little drunk now. <laughs> Woo! Pass a little something off to you. Yeah. No, um, I, I love doing both. Um, and I, as, like I said, as an actor, I embrace both. As a writer, I tend to skew more comedic, mm-hmm. um, just because I think that's a little bit closer to my, my natural personality and my instincts. When I think of a situation, I tend to think of the comedic way that I can, I can interpret that um, more easily. So... Uh, a lot of the ideas that I have are comedic. I mean, I have some dramatic ones that I'm working on right now as well. But the comedy, as far as the writing, mm-hmm. is definitely has taken um, a stronger uh, a stronger place than than the drama at this point. But a lot of people I don't think really appreciate it. it's the comedy that's harder. Actually, I was just about to say it's actually harder, and because well, this is the thing, and I had this discussion with my um, roommate and friend who just left not so mm. long ago, and. We were saying that with comedy, it's it's subjective. But entertainment is very subjective. Mm-hmm. And I was watching something, and I said, "Oh, okay, yeah, I get it. It's kind of funny." He was like, "Yeah, I don't, I didn't think it was funny." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well," and I'm looking at the views. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It has millions of views. Mm-hmm. And right. I'm thinking, like, well, granted, right. <laughs> somebody yeah. th- somebody thinks it's funny. Mm-hmm. Now there are some shows that I be- that are on TV. That are winning awards, that are mm-hmm. doing good, and I'm like, this shit ain't funny, mm. right? But a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, that's my favorite that's show, that's I love it, right. and I'm like, bitch, that show is lame. Mm-hmm. But it's harder because it is timing. Now for a drama, let's say for example, if someone gets shot, right. shit is sad. Yeah, like that's it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way to be like, man, that was not bad at all. Like mm-hmm. that's whatever. It's bad. But with comedy, you have to have that structure. It has to be, you know, you have to sell the joke. Yeah. And not all jokes are funny to everybody. It's a very real thing that, yeah, I think is often overlooked because I think drama is the ones who get to, like, a lot of the, the awards. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it's, it's, it hits us in a different place, mm-hmm. um, which is, is fantastic. But I think that, and I feel like this is true almost across the board. You could take the funniest guy that you might imagine and more likely than not, with the proper training and the time, he could probably do your average dramatic role and mm-hmm. be all right. Mm-hmm. But take that same dramatic actor and try to flip it and mm. make him funny. Mm. Mm. You're gonna have a harder time. Yeah, you're gonna. It, it, you're not gonna get it more times than not because it is something that I think oftentimes is innate, um, and it's a, just a matter of, of a certain I don't know, understanding. And I think really. People, I think you have to be smarter than I think sometimes people give credit for to be funny, mm-hmm. um, to be able to communicate something in such in a, in a way that gives the response for somebody to laugh. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a lot involved in it. So, um, yeah. But you know. where do you get the motivation for your your stuff to write? You know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, where where does the motivation come from? Man, your it's it's. <laughs> It's, it's, that's a great question. It's funny that you ask that because this day and age, it's everywhere. Mm. Like, I have literally, like, 15 sketches written that I'm just, like, ready to do that, you know, it's just a matter of, of organizing it to shoot because there are so many ideas that come. For example, I was just finishing one uh, yesterday that was about um, how there was, at one point, there was a very big um, media push about how black men... They needed to pull their pants up, 
You know, there was a law. There was a law. There, about there are several laws there that, several were actually, laws in in several that were enacted. There was, yeah. there was one in Atlanta, one in Florida um, that were enacted about black men pulling your pants up. And, of course, you know, I'm, I'm grown. I, I think there probably was a time where I, I sagged when I was listening to Criss Cross or something back you in the day. So, I mean, I'm not one embracing the style of it, but there was, uh, like, this overemphasis of it as in if black men were to pull all their pants up, They'd be good. They'd solve all their problems. If, if the black man would only pull yeah. his pants up, shoot, everything would be They'd be running a company. Exactly. Everything yeah. would be all right. And I think, and that to me, when I thought about that idea, uh, it was, it, the idea came to me like, well, hmm, how about if we flip that and take it and say, all right, have like a news broadcast where the, 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 he comes on, he's very serious and stoic and says, well, the day has come. Black men everywhere have pulled their pants up. And boom, just like that, the world has flipped on its head. Like every black man is spontaneously released from jail. And, you know, uh, every deadbeat dad, he comes back. And so I wrote it, this, you know, this scene where, you know, the dad busts back in the door. And the kid's like, daddy's home. And the mama's like, you're back. He's like, yep. And I brought the child support money, too. And so, man, the, you know, the every black, single mom yeah, is like, yes. Exactly. And the black nuclear family is repaired. And so we, you know, I take that and kind of run with it to the point of being absurd, but it's only to, in my opinion, articulate the idea that to suggest that black men's pants not being around their waist is the cause for so many of the issues that we see as opposed to, you know, some of the more difficult questions of, you know, racism and prejudice and, you know, economic inequality and things like that. We're going to point the finger at, oh, your pants aren't up far enough. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my ideas come from, from stuff like that that I feel is... Just absurd enough to kind of take and, um, you know, uh, have some fun with. Yeah, it seems like mm. you're taking, like, a, a real situation mm -hmm. and making it extreme. Mm -hmm. You know, and making yes. it like, okay, so if you're saying that we're going to do this, like, black men will all of a sudden be better people, mm -hmm. I'm going to take that and really make it, like, the yeah. extreme. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's all, you know, like I said, satire is, is what I, I've come to uh, realize is, you know, my, my, my playground. That's where I enjoy, mm -hmm. like... I feel like, um, I don't know if you ever see, you see Bamboozled, Spike Lee's film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is like, it's that kind of stuff where you, you take an idea and you are able to um, you go to the extreme but articulate, you know, uh, a very strong point of view in the process. That's the kind of stuff that I, I love doing. So, mm -hmm. ideas are all over the place because there yeah. is so much ridiculous shit that gets a pass. In this day and age that people just say on TV and, and... they believe it. And believe it and then, you know, pass it on as if it's factual. As if, yeah. you know, that's the uh, the end-all be-all. So, I don't know. In that sense, there's very uh, there's no lack of inspiration, I'll tell you mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Well, mm. since it seems like you're staying pretty busy, you know, popping up, you know, looking at, you know, funny stuff to write for mm -hmm. sketches... So who's keeping you uh, company? Like, is there someone, mm. a female along the way that's <laughs> helping you? Oh, I always wear it a little differently for everybody. I'm like, so who's, who's spotting out these sketches for you? Is there ah. someone else that's mm -hmm. like, oh, baby, that's funny. Baby, well, you should do that. Or is it just like the inner monologue? Or do you just imagine that she's there? Or is she mm -hmm. there? Does she exist? Well, I can only hope that she exists. Yeah, she, but do you know? Only, do you I have can, met her? I can, only hope, she... I can only hope that she exists. That's, that's, that's one of those things that keeps me getting up in the morning. That's mm -hmm. why I remain optimistic. Okay. You know, so she's um, there. You just never met at her this, At this point, you know, I'm, I'm single. You know, okay. Um, I'll just be direct in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm single at the point right now where I think that I'm at a place where I'd be open 
to you know uh, the the right situation um, and kind of being something you know a little bit more settled. Okay. Uh, I'm a little bit older than I you know I've been out here for a while. I'm a little bit older than I was at one point. Really? Yeah, I know, I know. Right? I, I'm <laughs> I older than I once was. It's crazy. It's I don't crazy know if you guys imagine. know that, but I'm like. <laughs> You like, get older than like, you once were. Like, man. That's like, real man. quote. Like, today is Wednesday. I'm like two days older than Monday. Shit. Like, for real. I know. I know. Me too. Whew. Let that settle in. Damn. Let that settle in. I thought it was at least uh, one day, but two? <laughs> Shit. But, uh, you know, as, as, as I've gotten older, I've come to uh, appreciate the idea of, you know, having someone who's, more, you know, again, as you're saying, more of a partner situation. I mm-hmm. see the I see the rock right yeah, here. There's the rock. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I certainly would not count myself among those ready to take that walk. But I certainly am, you know, um yeah, more open to the proposition of something a little bit more yeah. uh serious. I mean, you know, this this business is one that uh, it's it's funny. I think it, it at times can be conducive but also very non conducive to a relationship. Um, because all that going out that I was talking about earlier, a lot of times you might be doing that alone and you might meet people that you're interested in or who are interested in you. And so cultivating your relationship may or may not involve, you know, things of an intimate nature. And so Mm -hmm. having a significant other may or may not, uh, inhibit the progress of what that could be. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's something that's can have uh, a lot of different implications. Uh, but yeah. You know, at the moment, I, I am single, yes. You're single, so. I am um, okay. single at the moment. Single, you know. ready to mingle, so. For people listening, I don't know if you're ready to mingle. I just put that out there because that's just what people I mean, say. It is what people say. You know, you know so I, I was like, like, I like mingling. I love yeah, mingling. I like, I like meeting new people. Mingling, yeah. I'm people like meeting new people. Absolutely. You know, I like meeting new people, but not like that because, you know, beat this, but <laughs> I can, you know, talk. Not talk. Yeah. Let me. No, I mean network. Are you about okay. to get yourself in trouble? No, no. No, go on. But, so no, I meant network. You want to talk to people? No, I'm not talk to people. You want to talk like, to new no, people? We, no, see, look. No, no, no. I we talked wanna, about this. We're do not, you want to talk I'm to I'm not being interviewed. And I just was no, curious. I was no, just going talk, off of what I you mean, said. I mean, we're talking right now. We're mm-hmm. not talking. I'm not talking about you and me. I'm no, talking I'm about the other people that you're talking to. But I'm just saying because right now we're talking. But you're talking to some other people. I'm just curious about who those people are. No, I'm just saying like networking. Can we get, let's get back to where we are right now. Because I'm talking to, I'm talking to this right here. I thought we were doing just fine. I don't know. Maybe that's just Okay, yeah. We're going to continue this because, yeah. Yeah. So continuing, continuing. Continuing. Yeah, on your life right now because that's what we focus in on. Oh, okay. That's fine. how that just happened. We can do that. But, uh. Have you been dating? And what is the worst date that you've been on ever? Now look at my dog. Caesar, get no. down. I think he likes, you know, Tennessee honey. He does? Oh, He's no, a little bit of an alky. That's for me, sir. So, yeah. Um, gosh. Um, well, I'll say I'm, I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm dating not as much as I was, mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess, you know, earlier on in, in say my, several years ago. But mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm dating. Uh, my worst date or what's someone what's something that they could do on a date that's like oh shit I'm out hmm seems like your dating experience has been on point no I mean I guess I don't have a lot of the traditional I don't say I don't have a lot of like crazy horror stories necessarily Mm -hmm. you know I've situations where I've realized that oh yeah we're not we're not compatible we're not gonna make mm, it we ain't ain't gonna make it like Mm -hmm. this was cool like, oh, dang. I already, ain't that cool. Dang, we sit down at dinner, and I'm already like, oh, this ain't going to work. 
She wasn't like picking her toenails at the table. I mean, no, no. I mean, I think because I guess before I even get to the point where I'll sit down with somebody and like say, hey, let's go out. There's already been a certain amount of uh, conversation that's happened mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, okay, we might be, we might have a little something here. It might be something. So there's a not a, a it's not a blind situation. Actually, I've never been on a blind date. Now that I think about it, um, is that on your bucket list? It is not actually. Would you no. ever go on a blind date? I guess it would depend on who would set me up. Because there are so certain it depends people, on the person. There are certain people who I would trust to set me up, and certain people I would definitely not trust to set me up. Because I like setting people up. Oh, do it's you? a personal hobby. How successful are you with that hobby? Oh, actually, well, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, they met. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. they met at a function that I did at a party. Mm-hmm. So I kind of take credit for it. And if you ask the couple, they claim that I took credit for that. And they they're still that. together. Okay. For a while, and they're like in a loving relationship. Oh, that's that's nice. So, so like, I, I kind of yeah. did that. So I take like, responsibility. That's like one of. Well, I mean. I just want to get a clear, clear. I gotta think out the statistics. No, no, it's a part time. No it's, okay, it's a part time endeavor. It's a part time. So thing, you've had yeah. some success. I've had honest. success. You've had some success. I've had success. Well, um, you know. I'll keep you in my little. I'll keep you in the Rolodex of people <laughs> because I know people's like what they like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, oh, this person would match with this person. Or I'm like, oh, he likes you, but mm, you're not her type. Or mm-hmm. she likes you, or, or you know, I, you know, I'm, I, I kind of know what I'm doing. I got. Let's I, just put it that. Sounds sounds yeah. like you have a certain um, amount yeah. of skills in the in, in the whole process. Yeah, I'm great. Yeah. It's a side hustle that I do mm-hmm. that I don't get paid for. But right. um, yeah, that's kind of how that goes. No, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, now speaking of my, you know, we were talking mm-hmm. about my side hustle. Do you have not a side hustle, but like. Outside of entertainment, what's mm-hmm. something that you would think that you're really skilled and talented at? Like a hobby, special skill? Mm, I can think of a couple of things that I really like doing. Um, I'm, I'm pretty big about fitness, even though I'm sitting here drinking this mm-hmm. Tennessee honey in the middle of the day. But um, it's on a rock, so. It's... <laughs> so. There's water in it. There's water. <laughs> there's but it, H2O infused, yeah, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's not mixed with juices um, <laughs> or soda. True, that is very true. Uh, but no, I'm I'm, I'm b- pretty big about fitness. I used to be a, a personal trainer for a little while, um, and so I enjoy all kinds of outdoor stuff. So whether it be hiking and biking and um, uh, like skydiving, all kinds of outdoor stuff, I really mm-hmm. enjoy. Uh, other still I do enjoy cooking quite a bit. Okay. I'm quite... You didn't bring a dish, though. That's a little rude. I didn't bring a dish, no. I mean... No. Mm-mm. I didn't. I, I provided didn't. a beverage. You did provide a beverage. Good on you for that, actually. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another props on that one. Yeah. But I'll tell you... But there's no food here. So. There, <clears throat> there is actually... It's, that's a note. I mean, you got the beverage and you yeah. didn't provide a snack. That's something to be considered. Well, no. Consider. I, that's my guest responsibility. Oh. So this is when you just bring it on the guest yeah. when you get here. No I, you were supposed to know, but... So, again... Oh. This is how we do with dating. How you're just you're supposed to read the woman's mind at times. That's it's just right. a male. It's just it's thing. just how you you just come. You should know it. My bad. You're yeah. right. I was tripping. Exactly. And then I'm I should have whipped right. something up. I should have so. whipped something up. Yeah. Um, but no, I do. I enjoy cooking quite a bit. Um, oh no! Oh oh oh! Look but who's I, buzzing now! Look who's I don't know if that messed now. up. But that I can't control mm-hmm. who's calling. But <clears throat> that happened. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoy um, cooking as well. What else? Um, those are that's, 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 that's pretty good. That's good. I like that. Now. Those are those are good things yeah. to have. All um, right, um, one I'm, more. I'm very open to new things. You know. So you're gonna learn on put that on your bucket list 
along with their blind date. Uh, I've just added one? two things on your bucket list. The blind date and... The blind date and finding a new special skill. Finding a new special skill. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's also what I do in this podcast. I create new bucket lists. I tell you, I, I have a couple things that have been like that are... Like I speak, uh, I speak Spanish and mm-hmm. French has been my next language for a while. And so I've kind of done the basics mm-hmm. of it, but haven't really put in the time to, you know... Really okay, so get it down. add two more things to the bucket there list. We go. Become fluent in Spanish and fluent in French. So, yeah, yeah, just put that out there. I don't know if you want to do fluent, but I... Yeah, I estoy bien en español, but I'm just talking about in French. Oh, okay, there yeah. you go. There's a little something. A little something. There's a little Spanish. Go ahead with the French. Go ahead. Uh, un petit. Okay, that was that was not good. Okay. That was not as good. That was, I was, not that I was just saying like a little, like that not was... really. <laughs> Not really gonna be. That, that's exactly why I put it out there. Yeah, you know, we're gonna work on that. Work on that. Work on that. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. so wrapping it up, what do you think is complete, or what is complete success for you in this business? Mm. If you're like, I'm happy with where I am right now. Obviously, you're not gonna curl over and die after you're like, I've hit that, you know, mark. But right. when you feel successful, um, that's that's an important question because I think in this business, uh. Success a lot of times is is weighed in you know how much money you have or how much attention you you get or, or those kind of things and um I think for me uh, to to look at it and be like uh, if I could even if you say and, and this is in a, a very basic sense if I could keep doing what I'm doing now right if I had the opportunity to um tell stories that I feel like are important, that I feel um, are worth telling and people should see, and to be able to sustain myself and be able to create opportunities for other artists to to work and have a platform, and beyond that, be able to uh, benefit uh, the community at large, that to me would be a great idea of success. I think that would be... um, I would feel accomplished in in that sense, and that doesn't necessarily add up to, uh, I guess, a certain level of um, fame or fortune necessarily, and that may or may not come along with it. <clears throat> but I feel like in cultivating a you know a, a creative craft, the I think like the joy has to come from the work itself, mm-hmm. um, from the endeavor that that you are doing. So the recognition that you get is something that is appreciated. And, of course, we all want to be recognized for what we do if we care about it. But I feel like you create that value um, outside of what society or any individual was going to be able to, to put on you. And in that way, you, you already feel accomplished and successful um, without having to be like, but I need X, Y, and Z. That makes me this. And it's like, well... In, I feel like that I, that logic is, is just flawed in the sense that you're always reaching for something outside of uh, yourself for a certain amount of validation rather than saying, you know what, I, I create my own and um, you know, I, I, I decide what I feel is the, you know, the most important. So. Got it. Yeah. And <clears throat> where can people mm-hmm. find you on social well, media? Well, um, so they can I'm, stay up to date with everything that's you know you got I'm going on. I'm very easy to find um, at Hottie Williams. Uh, it's just my name, first name, last name is H A R I Williams, um, and that's on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I have a, a Facebook uh, fan page. It's just Hottie Williams. 
um, so you can follow uh, everything that I got going on. And of course, the sketch channel is where you need to go. You need to subscribe ASAP. Um, get on that. It's Thought Collective Productions. Uh, we drop a sketch every other Thursday. So we have a hashtag, Thought Collective Thursday. Um, and if you're hearing this and you haven't seen what we're up to, take a minute, check it out. Uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And, um, you know, we're providing um, you know, a different style of comedy out here. Got it. So check it out. We would greatly appreciate it. Cool. So you guys can find me, obviously, if you're watching Periscope at Bacon Eating Megan on Twitter <laughs> and Periscope. Same thing. Bacon. Yeah. No G. Bacon Eating Megan. Fan page on Facebook. I am Megan Weaver. Spelled the right way. Uh, M-E-G-A-N. Mm-hmm. And the right way. The right way. Glad we got that clear. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. Mm-hmm. I don't complicate it. Keep it to the, to the point. And then Instagram, uh, Megan A. Weaver. I think that's it. All on social media. Boom. Until next time. Thank you guys for watching and listening uh, on Water Wine Time Deuces. Appreciate it. Peace you. out. Right. Bye.